Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Second Chance is disrupting the cycles of incarceration and poverty by helping people towards self-sufficiency. They're hosting their 30th anniversary celebration fundraiser themed Where Success Takes Flight on Thursday, April 27th at the San Diego Air and Space Museum in Balboa Park. On the line to tell us more is Bill Payne, CEO of Second Chance. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Bill, congratulations on your 30th anniversary of Second Chance. What is the mission of this agency and how has the way you've gone about achieving your mission changed over time? As you mentioned, our mission at Second Chance is to disrupt the cycles of incarceration and poverty by helping people towards self-sufficiency. What we do is we foster self-sufficiency with the goal of creating empowered members of our society. We provide services for people who are ready to change their trajectory and facing the barriers that result from justice involvement. So what we do is we equip our participants with the tools that they need to stand on their own two feet, which makes San Diego a safer place with stronger communities. The way we go about achieving our mission has evolved over time. As you mentioned, we've got our 30th year anniversary coming up. So that takes us back to 1993 when our agency was founded by Scott Silverman. And it was formed to address the intersection between homelessness and unemployment, as well as the relationship between addiction substance use disorders, and criminal behavior. So Second Chance started with a housing program and a job readiness training program, both with a fundamental foundation in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. This approach was really the first phase of our operations, and the techniques used to address substance abuse were more confrontational or boot camp style approaches. That approach has since been proven to be less effective than the newer cognitive behavioral approaches. But the key outcomes for us started with addressing the paradox that I like to call the no address, no job, and no job, no address paradox. And what I mean by that is for people who are returning from incarceration and ready to change the trajectory of their lives, they face barriers. One of those barriers to being self-sufficient is getting a job and, and being employed. But you can't get a job if you don't have an address. And of course, it's very difficult to get an address. No one will rent to you if you don't have a job. And so there's this catch-22 where what Second Chance is providing is a one-stop shop, a place to address both of those issues. And again, like I said, from a standpoint or a foundation in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. Around the 2010 timeframe, Second Chance began to braid together a set of interrelated and mutually supportive services that address more dimensions of self-sufficiency. So in addition to our transitional housing program that met the basic needs of safety, shelter, and food, 
sober living environment, we've added reentry services such as our collaborative court programs, as well as additional workforce and education development oriented youth programs. This approach is really the second phase that's really best described as our wraparound services phase which was anchored by comprehensive case management. So what we did is we blended our set of services with a strong referral network, really as the community response to this cycle of incarceration and poverty has evolved to a collaborative approach. There's more public-private partnerships and collaboration between community-based organizations than there was back in 1993 when the organization was started. That takes us all the way up to 2020, to the present, where our strategy and approach to achieving our mission has evolved to measuring and managing the impact of our services across all the dimensions of self-sufficiency. And those dimensions include things like housing and safety, your personal wellness, which includes substance abuse, mental health, resolving justice involvement issues, successfully completing probation, life skills, and social wellness, like family relations, your parenting skills, involvement in the community, And then the last two phases of self-sufficiency or dimensions of self-sufficiency are around education, job skills, income, and employment. So when you consider all of those factors, that's the full spectrum of self-sufficiency, and that's the way we address our services today. Some of those key enablers for us that are really important is a public-private partnership. So we work very closely with law enforcement. We work with our probation department that handles community supervision. We work with the district attorney's office, as well as the public defender's office and the courts. And through these partnerships, we're able to facilitate the best outcomes for our participants. And in a lot of ways, this model of individualized services anchored in cognitive behavioral therapy, supported by case management and wraparound services, is a model for the future in a space for services like ours. What are some things that you think make Second Chance unique today? One of the things I mentioned, the public-private partnership, which is a key enabler for us. We have a very close relationship with the county public safety groups. Also, our blend of funding. We've got both public or government funds, and we rely on private donations. And so all the way from individuals who are part of what we call our GEMS or Give Every Month Club, could be as little as $25 or $50 a month, to attracting institutional and foundational awards that you know, they award us larger grants. But the real uniqueness to what we do is what I call our foundation of compassionate care. There's no more important response to their readiness to change than a response of compassion that reestablishes their self-esteem. And that's really what we excel about is that compassionate care. What are the key enablers for Second Chance? Like, what do you need in order to continue to achieve your mission and make an impact in San Diego County? That's a great question. So we've talked about we've been providing services for 30 years in San Diego. The big audacious goal would be to work ourselves out of a job. In order to do that, we'd have to not just fix our criminal justice system, which tends to create these cycles of incarceration. But we also need to fix the community health system so that we can disrupt that cycle through an overall design of a set of services and transforming the way we go about community health and criminal justice in a way that emphasizes prevention, emphasizes mental and behavioral health care, and emphasizes alternatives to incarceration, specifically for people who are ready to change their trajectory. So one of the things that we've done that we're doing recently is we're involved in a lot of the thought leadership to try to make those changes. There's a effort that's currently underway 
that is being led by the San Diego Association of Government's Criminal Justice Research Division, and it's called the Alternatives to Incarceration Study. And that study was commissioned by our County Board of Supervisors. And what we're trying to do is design a fiscally responsible and public safety focused approach to improving outcomes and saving tons of money in uh, the current incarceration system. There's also an effort that has been going on for a while called the Community Corrections Partnership. That effort is part of the requirements of a California Assembly Bill, number 109, that realigned the incarceration system so that more people are housed here in San Diego County and less people are sent to state facilities. And so the county, the city of San Diego, and community-based organizations like ours are trying to help design a system that just makes more sense both financially and gets better outcomes. You can look at various sources of information. What stands out to me is that costs of putting people into jail is only going up. And in San Diego County, the costs have gone up while the population of people who are incarcerated has actually decreased. And so we know that the current system of incarceration results in people who are more likely to have continued contact with the justice system than not. The recidivism rate, depending on how you measure it, is as high as 65 or 70 percent. What that means is out of 100 people who have some form of justice involvement that results in them being incarcerated, 65 or 70 out of 100 are going to be released and end up committing a new crime and returning to incarceration. And so our current system is expensive and it doesn't work. We know that alternatives to incarceration, such as the services that are modeled here at Second Chance, result in a much lower rate of recidivism. Last time we measured it, it uh, had gone from a control group of, you know, measured at 65% to 18%. And so what people don't realize is that it costs a little bit over $97,000 a year to incarcerate someone here in the county of San Diego. For your listeners who have college-age children, I want them to think about $97,000 a year and how much college education costs compared mm-hmm. to the cost of incarcerating someone. There is information that projects based on the San Diego County budget for corrections and on the cost of incarcerating individuals that if we could reduce the local jail population by 10%, the budget savings in fiscal year 23 could be as high as $32 million. And so those $32 million could be used to fund services that we know work instead of being spent on incarceration that we know doesn't work. How can the community support Second Chance? Well, as I mentioned, we depend on donations to fund a significant portion of our operations. Government funding isn't consistently available to fund everything we do. And so if your listeners are interested in supporting us here at Second Chance, the best first step is to visit our website, which is secondchanceprogram.org, and learn more about our organization. Of course, we welcome people to click the Donate Now button. As you mentioned, we're celebrating our 30th year with an event on April 27th at the San Diego Air and Space Museum. And we've got a few tickets available for individuals at $150 each. The key there to attending is to come and support us through a silent and live auction. There'll be special entertainment. There'll be an opportunity to raise a paddle to donate further funds to Second Chance. But we can't emphasize enough awareness. It leads to involvement. Involvement leads to engagement. And so 
if we can get people to go to our website, learn more about us, and also pay attention. Pay attention to state legislation and local government efforts to reform the criminal justice system. You know, let your county supervisor know that you support alternatives to incarceration. And like I had mentioned, you know, alternatives that make sense. We're focused on maintaining public safety. We're not talking about releasing dangerous people into our communities. But we, what we are talking about is providing the services and support for people who have decided to change their trajectory so that they don't return to incarceration that costs us $100,000 a year. And tell us the significance of April for your organization. So we've chosen to celebrate our 30th anniversary in April, in part because April is known as Second Chance Month nationally. And what that means is the, it was proclaimed by President Biden and supported by the Criminal Justice Institute to increase awareness and education around the things that our mission at Second Chance to disrupt the cycle of incarceration and poverty really is all about. And so the entire country, the criminal justice system in April focuses on things like alternatives to incarceration, things like restorative justice. And again, it's an opportunity to focus on you know, wise investments in changes to the way that we practice public safety and criminal justice in our country. I've been speaking with Bill Payne, CEO of Second Chance, which is disrupting the cycles of incarceration and poverty by helping people towards self-sufficiency. Their 30th anniversary celebration fundraiser takes place on Thursday, April 27th at the San Diego Air and Space Museum in Balboa Park. Bill, are you looking for sponsors for this event? We have obtained a full slate of sponsors. Of course, we can always use more. But we're honored to have our honorary chairs, Joan and Erwin Jacobs, who are quite well known in San Diego. And we've also obtained some sponsorships from some prominent individuals in San Diego, as well as Saquon Casino Resort, U.S. Bank, which is formerly Union Bank, San Diego Gas and Electric, Sharp Health Plan. Blue Shield Promise Health Plan, and uh, a few others. We're also looking to, if anyone's interested in advertising in our event program, we are looking for advertisers in our event program. And also the program gives an opportunity for individuals who would like to express support to uh, make a donation specific for the event. And we will, uh, of course, recognize that in our program. And are you looking for volunteers for either this fundraiser or just in general? In general. We offer volunteer opportunities. One of our prominent programs that's significant to note because it's one of our programs that's on the preventive side of the work that we do. We do a lot of work with people who are reentering from a period of incarceration, but we also seek to prevent incarceration in the first place. And so we have a program here for youth ages 14 to 21 that centers around our youth garden. We have an education program centered around the youth garden that focuses on reconnection to education through the lens of an urban garden. And we have volunteer opportunities. It's a wonderful team building activity. We have companies come and bring a group and do some volunteer work in our production garden, which is in City Heights. And they get a chance to work in the garden, do a little team building and support our program. We're also, we solicit donations for a community-supported agriculture program, or CSA. What that is, is we're able to use the produce from the garden to package up grocery bags or packages of fresh organic fruits and vegetables that we then distribute to families in need 
through the Encanto Elementary School. And so through donations for the Community Supported Agriculture Program, we can support families for 10 weeks of a weekly delivery of fresh and organic food. And the importance of that here in Southeast San Diego is that there's limited availability of fresh, healthy food here in what we call, it, it, some people call it food apartheid, some people call it a food desert. But what it means is, is that we increase the availability of nutritious food and fresh vegetables here in Southeast San Diego. Tell us again where we can go to learn more about Second Chance. Absolutely. The best place to learn more is our website, which is secondchanceprogram.org. You can learn more about our programs. You can contact us if you would like to make a donation or volunteer some of your time. We frequently accept donations of professional clothing. One of the features of our job readiness training program as we help people reach that final stage of self-sufficiency through income and employment is to equip them with the professional clothing that they need for interviews and for their further career and also for education opportunities in higher learning. And is there anything else you want us to know? The most important thing that people who are interested in criminal justice reform or interested in public safety should know is that there are 80 million Americans who have some form of justice involvement, accounting for the 15 or 20 million children in our country. That's about 25% of our adult population. And our society and our communities will be better as we get better at reintegrating members of our society with justice involvement, especially those of us who are in a position to employ or give a job to others. As I mentioned before, our job readiness training has a very high success rate of preparing people for the workforce after a period of justice involvement. And we couldn't be successful in our mission without our employer partners who are willing and ready to hire our participants. And so for those of your listeners who are in a position to employ people, there are a lot of resources and helpful materials to get your company in a position to take advantage of this talent pool that's been somewhat hidden. You know, in today's economic situation, post-COVID, with the labor shortage that we're experiencing, no one can really afford to throw away 25% of the available workforce. Mm. And so I would invite them to let us help them access this large pool of talent. And what they'll find is that people with a history of justice involvement, once they've decided to change their trajectories and they've received the supportive services to help them successfully reintegrate into the community, those are the most engaged and productive employees that you'll ever see. And engagement and productivity is exactly what an employer should be looking for. I've been speaking with Bill Payne, CEO of Second Chance, which for 30 years now has been disrupting the cycles of incarceration and poverty by helping people towards self-sufficiency. Their anniversary celebration fundraiser themed Where Success Takes Flight takes place at the San Diego Air and Space Museum in Balboa Park on Thursday, April 27th. Congratulations on 30 years of Second Chance, and I hope you have a very successful event. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.